This is Tiger Cats post game on the Tiger Cats Audio Network. Wow! 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 That's it! Wow! The Hamilton Tiger Cats, against all odds, pull it out. Thirty-five, thirty-two. The Calgary Stampeders are in their fans at McMahon Stadium are stunned. Tiger Town is in full celebration, doing something they have not done since 2004. No longer will we have to rely or talk or ask questions about the Danny McManus game because the streak is over. And the Ticats playoff hopes are alive and well. Bob O'Neill, Andy Fantuz, getting up off the floor in our broadcast location. What just happened? <laughs> that was incredible. That was incredible. What a finish to the game. It seemed like it was slipping away. Those two late turnovers on this, the second last and the third last drive for the Ticats. The fumble by Wes Hills leads to the field goal. The turnover on Dowds leads to the touchdown. They get behind by five points. And then all of a sudden, a little spark. They get the kickoff. Lawrence Woods returns it out to midfield. Okay, so you're saying there's a chance. 55 yards, <laughs> 55 seconds. What do they do? They get Keandre Smith, nine yards. Wes Hills, just a little plunge for two yards, first down. Then Tim White, what can you say about Tim White making a 42-yard catch in double coverage, getting smacked, and then coming back the very next play for the touchdown grab, getting hit once again. I just, as a receiver, I'm just... Very impressed. I mean, that first catch was un unreal, but after that big hit and excitement, adrenaline, going back, coming back right to you and and finishing it off with that touchdown, just, uh, just a gut-wrenching dig down, dig deep down inside, find a will to make it happen kind of win. Un unreal, well done. And I think it's important to say exactly what she said there. It, it was almost like the Tiger Cats could sniff it, but then they made things very difficult on themselves. They got caught napping on the short kick. And the other two things that you talked about terms, in, in terms of the tough uh, turnover there by Wes Hills. And then Wes Hills basically, you can see Dame Evans' body language saying, run left. He ran right into the Calgary defense. Yet the resilience they've shown in a place where, and I know that these players have had nothing to do with the long streak, but they put it in on the line. And, you know, for what we were saying about Dane Evans needing to pick up his play at halftime, we, I think we were to a man, we agreed that. He finishes 17 of 25 for 244 with the touchdown pass, no interceptions. Those are good-looking numbers. They sure are. And one, only one sack allowed uh, against a, a, the, the leading sack team in the, in the CFL. Uh, certainly a tale of two halves in many ways. I mean, the first half was dominated by the Calgary rush and the Hamilton defensive big plays. And it was sort of turned around in the second half where the Calgary rush, other than the 32-yard rush by Philpott early in the third quarter, was non-existent completely. So whatever adjustments were made at halftime by the Hamilton coaching staff and players, I wanna, can't wait to ask Coach about that. Uh, it certainly did a good job. And then the turnovers, well, Hamilton didn't get any more, but Calgary had, 
had the two turnovers on paper plus that short kick which came out of nowhere just a great call by the special teams coordinator for the stamps yep. uh to really flip the script and, and gain momentum back and um but yeah you got to give credit to dane evans the offense uh it, really a full team win it turned out to be a pretty complimentary win the defense the special teams did their part uh against they got a lot of penalties they like they forced a lot of to Calgary to take a lot of penalties and and that big return at the end really set them up for success with great defense in the first in the first half it's really like a great complimentary uh, victory here for the Tiger Cats when they really really needed it hey Tiger Cats post game show here uh, we will interview coach O uh, presented by Access Storage, our player of the game, performer of the game, uh, presented by Hercules Tire, right on our strength. We will later get to a player in the locker room. I'm sure that is a very jubilous place. Uh, both you and Luke Tasker have experienced victories like this, and uh, I don't even know how to Not present this to you guys. <laughs> I mean, certainly, let's bring in R.J. Broadhead and Luke Tasker. Like this, this Luke, I mean... This has got to be one of those games, especially when you're on the road and then you go into the locker room and say, look what we've done. Oh, got to feel good. Absolutely. And I actually don't have that experience, <laughs> as RJ reminds us, of in that locker room. I only have bad memories, including the last time I ever put shoulder pads on. <laughs> and and this team's got to feel uh, got to feel amazing. I mean, to pull, to pull that win out to and just the the string of plays to end the games that started with the Lawrence Woods kickoff return was just spectacular. I gave mean, them a chance. Gave them a chance. And, and then for Dane to make those throws down the field, uh, just a spectacular team win. They, they kind of, the, the thing I like about wins like that, when you have sort of things to improve on still and, and so, a statistically really bizarre game, offensively speaking, you know, you, you, you found a way anyways so you kind of have that sense of you know what, are, what what imagine what we can do when we really put some of our best football out there but to get that win i mean that's just that's just incredible and to break the streak of the calgary losses at a point where every win means means all that more for this great great cup run really really happy for those guys you know rj talking to Danny McManus over the years, and I reminded him last week when his Wall of Honor, uh, you know, ceremony came on, and I said, you know, every time I stuck a mic in front of you, you always told me the same line, no matter what the situation was. Bubs, you got to play 60 minutes. This team <laughs> played 60 minutes. Pretty close. Yeah, pretty close. I'm sure there's a, a few. They played the 60th minute. That's that. right. <laughs> that, that's the perfect way to put it. And that's what they needed. They, they put themselves in a position. Really, when you look at the first half totals on offense, Dane Evans had 30 yards passing. Then in the second half, 214 yards passing. So he turned things around, and Wes Hills wasn't used as much. But he was effective when he needed to be. I just think the defense was the was the story. And right from the hop with the Julian Hauser interception, followed by the Richard Leonard interception, then he gets another interception for a pick six. Malik Carney, uh, he got banged up in the game, but he, he had a huge sack that pushed Calgary out of field goal range in that first half. So many good plays by the defense, really, to give the Tiger Cats the lead at the half. And we know... <laughs> We know how second halves can go, and the Tiger Cats have paid their dues. They've done their penance. They needed something to go their way, and they, they definitely did, but they earned this. Well, Tim White, I, amazing catches. 
e yeah, even when even when Calgary was getting those chunk yards in the first half, there were some excellent open field tackles being made. And there's that, those are small concessions, but they come back to make a big deal. Now yep. you say, oh, they kept getting eight, nine yards every single play. Well, could have been 20 or 30 yards every play. So could have been a lot worse. So those, all those little wins all throughout the game lead up to an opportunity to win a ball game where you're getting uh, out possessioned 22 to 38 and outplayed 68 to 40. I mean, those numbers actually look a lot better than they did at halftime. You're right. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, even into the third quarter. So yeah. Tiger Cats. But the, the great thing is the Tiger Cats haven't had a win like this. They haven't mm -hmm. had a win where they needed to really, you know, pull it out of nowhere and they've lost a few games on the other side of this one so this is a a great character win to to go into the final two weeks first road win this whole season have amazing we, we've all talked about it pre-game show post-game show anything on the tie cats audio network tiger cats haven't had a, a great season they've had injuries they've had games they should have won but here they are first back-to-back -back wins of the season and have themselves in a in a good spot to make the playoffs. Maybe they need one more win. Depends on what happens with Saskatchewan. And Ottawa hanging around, they're going to have to win at least one against Ottawa. Well, let's be honest here. There's a lot of people around the league, right, when they're doing their prognostications and they're looking at the Tiger Cats and even in a positive note saying, okay, look at the schedule, win, loss, win, loss. I, I don't know too many people. I can look at CFL.ca, and I think that's about seven or eight of them. They all had that red red horse there beside beside. It, it, like they, no one is expecting Hamilton to win this game. Well, just going on the statistics, haven't won there since 2004. Haven't won on a road game, but that's what's great about sports. You just you just never know. Folks, we have exclusive access to the coaching room. Time to catch in with uh, Tiger Cats head coach, uh, Coach Orlando Steinauer, and then we're presented by Access Storage. And, Coach, congratulations. And I guess somewhere within yourself, you're saying to yourself, no longer uh, do guys, the sportscasters like Bubba O'Neill have to ask me about, why haven't you won in Calgary since 2004? Yeah, that, that that that's a that's a little cherry on top for sure. But uh, right now we needed a win, and we found a way to get it done. Couldn't be more proud of uh, the whole organization. Coach, you uh, you made you made some big adjustments at halftime to really change the outlook of, of Calgary's running game. What what was said, and what was the approach going into the second half to really uh, turn that around from the first half? Well, I, I really think. Um, that our execution just got a little bit better. Um, we, you know, we unfortunately we had the uh, injury with Diallo uh, there, and we were really shorthanded. We had some people step up, so um, yeah, there was a couple of wrinkles that we put in there. Uh, but for the main part, uh, we just weren't seeing what we were supposed to be seeing out there and executing at the level that uh, we needed to. Uh, we know they were going to pound the rock. And they're the best at it. Hey, hey coach, it's it's RJ. I, I just want to. With the, with the victory, what were you thinking? I, I know what I was thinking. A lot of Tiger Cats fans were thinking when you, you went for it on, on third down with about two minutes to go. Wes Hills didn't get it, which was surprising because usually he's good for a yard or two. But what was going through your mind at that moment when you, you turned the ball over on your own 22? It's playoff football. And there was a what you don't see is there was a huge wind 
Um, punting the ball, getting the ball at midfield, letting them milk the clock for a field goal wasn't an option, and we got total belief that we can get a yard and a half uh, in that situation. And so uh, that's that was it right there. And so we're not going to play it safe and, and whatnot, and we're playing to win. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, we were thinking in the broadcast, Coach, if you punt that ball, they probably return it already in field goal range. And, you know, you like you said, I, you know, I agree. You put the ball, you trust your own guys to make that yard. What's more amazing is that after putting points on the board there, Calgary, your team was able to start starting off with what was an unbelievable return and a string of off of offensive plays that were sort of unique to that game and to, to put that last drive together. What can you say about your offense, Tim White, Dane Evans, and that last drive that they put together? Well, I'll just start and, you know, with, with, your, with your first comment, and I think that hits it bang on as we felt like they were going to be in field goal range right away. And uh, and then we go from there. And then, you know, obviously the defense was playing pretty well. We were hoping we'd keep, keep them to a field goal. Either way, it's a field goal, right? Um, but we wouldn't know if we didn't go for it. Um, as far as the return, it always starts being penalty free, right? If you take a penalty right there, you, you put us behind the sticks. And so um, once that, I think that really lifted our spirits and momentum. You could feel it shift. And then you just had players making plays we even overcame some adversity there uh with a penalty um but you know in that situation everybody knows the goal we're hitting for, we're going for the bullseye we're not trying to hit the target so um you know unbelievable job by everybody executing and of course the individuals are always going to get the shine meaning dane and and tim but a lot of other things went into that well coach oh that one's got to feel real good and I'll, I'll tell you before we split uh, I've got a, a lot of props for your field goal kicker. Tough kicking conditions. Uh, Sesmo drills one from 57. Uh, he's just been so consistent and something to, for you to rely on. He's been unbelievable. And I, it, I shouldn't say unbelievable because he, he hit it that way in training camp. We just made a decision to, and I'm not talking about the distance. I'm talking about the consistency. He, um, we just decided to go ratio-wise a different way and it was just trending the wrong way and so we had to make that um you know make that decision and i mean he's just such a professional and you know those were pressure situations and he just made it happen coach o enjoy the victory boy this one was sweet and as we've talked about in the last couple games tiger town all pumped up boy this home game against ottawa it's going to be a good one we told you, stay with us now. Stay with us. <laughs> All right. uh, I'm not making that up now. You can rewind a few shows. All right. You guys uh, take care. Enjoy. Take care. Bye-bye. Ex- exclusive access to the coaching room. Coach Orlando Stein Hour, presented by Access Storage. and I love it. Uh, uh, yeah. You, how, what can you say, right? I mean, sometimes. They believe. They believe. Everyone's believe, starting to believe. It's coming together. And they've never lost that. I mean, and I think we've said that, that even throughout some of those losses, the, the effort has always been there. There has not been a game this year where you say, well, you know what? Those guys, they didn't care tonight. Uh, and, and Luke, that, that, I think that really showed. And I think as we talk about, sometimes when you lose the hard ones like that, you got a little benefit at the end. Oh, yeah. I mean, and I you know not being in that locker room and and you know being up in our booth when that when they didn't convert that third down a third and short i thought that's the kind of plays that keep teams who are struggling to win struggling to win you don't you, you can't make that play and expect to win except for if your team 
puts pulls together an unbelievable last minute drive and those guys those guys apparently have belief and they continued to battle through and I think Coach O's point is interesting that th turnover on downs when they uh, bat deep in their own end was not their last bit of adversity they then had a they then had the the uh, false start on the la on that last drive Kelly. it was first and 15 there by Kelly as they drove down and Dane converted that to Tim White so I mean they they continued to, to overcome uh, hardship and Man, just an just an impressive group of guys. You kind of think maybe they're really coming together and, and, and finding themselves at a great point in the season. And they've got two against Ottawa to control their own destiny. And then it depends, of course, uh, short of winning out against Ottawa. It depends how Sask then plays Calgary. Interesting storyline there, too. By beating Calgary tonight, you force Calgary to have to, again, go all out against their game's versus Saskatchewan to try to secure home field for playoffs. So it's kind of a, a compounding effect by beating Calgary. You're, you're going to make this harder on Sask as well. Yeah, going back to that, that third third down conversion there, I think we all agree that with the win conditions, uh, it wasn't a, a, a bad call. Like, we liked right. the call, and it did look and like... And with Wes Hills. It you... did look like it was there, and he kind of misread it or kind of cut back uh, yeah. against the grain you could see dane evans kind of giving the arm like the lane was there yep um but i like your question trying to get coach oda like after they didn't get it what was he feeling right. i'm really yeah. interested to know yeah uh, but he, he uh of course <laughs> well, let's be honest so let's be honest tiger town is saying i can't believe you went for it well, on, the, yeah, on well, second I down i gotta I, get his back on that right, right. yeah yeah yeah, yeah I, I think it's the, the right call for and sure. he explained the thought process mm -hmm. there but i feel that was the moment that most Tiger Cats fans were thinking, well, here we go again. Yeah, Fourth right. quarter, we've turned it over on the well, 22. Uh, we've it, led it, most of this game, and sure. now they're going to score a touchdown, and they did. But the Tiger Cats were able to answer that touchdown. And, and the, but there was a series of things that had happened in this second half, and I think it kind of started with getting caught napping on the on the short kick. Yeah. There was a series of things that were happening that I think were leading to that mindset of, of like you said, here we go again. Yeah. You know what I don't understand, though, is that when Calgary got the pooch kick at the end, there was 11 seconds left. They catch the ball. Even if he runs a few yards and goes down, they're at like the 45 with, with that with wind. With the wind, yeah. They have eight, seven, eight seconds. All they need is five or ten yards yep. to kick a long field goal. And yeah. it doesn't matter how much, whether they have a timeout or not, because as long as they get down before the right. zeros, they'll get another play. Why did they punt it back? Like, don't. I don't understand You're right, that. Andy. You're yeah. so right. I was like, wait, with 11 seconds, I'm thinking, oh, man, I've been in this position in Calgary where Bo Levi <laughs> right. gets, or Henry gets a first yeah. down on us when I'm playing for Saskatchewan, yeah. and they kick a long field goal to win the game. You're so, so right. tie the game. Yeah, yeah, and Paredes hadn't missed. They, and how about Keandre Smith I feel like looking I, at the clock, the 22-year-old oh, rookie, yeah. running it out. Right? I feel like their, their coach kind of told them, assuming it would be a long kick, that, you know, try to punt it because at that point they wouldn't have time but with the pooch kick maybe they, they yeah. didn't uh, make the right call but there. on the yeah. flip side of that I'm not sure if I agree with the pooch kick in that scenario I don't either right so all. like it's almost like a maybe you could call it like a double mistake on both special teams units led to a strange ending but yeah, no, it was a little it unique. Happened, I'm yelling at Bubba, like, what's yeah. he doing? Yeah, yeah, you're right. They probably only and then need I'm it. I'm like, what is he doing? And then <laughs> yeah. Andre's looking around, I'm like, don't fumble it. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, let's uh, let's uh, let, oh, let's, we're, let's let's take a look. I we're going to talk to uh, 
we're going to have a chance to uh, go down to the locker room. Uh, we have exclusive access, as always, as presented by Access Storage. Uh, after, we'll review uh, Andy's Car Star Three Keys to Victory, which I, I, I said were scintillating this week. They were fantastic. <laughs> uh, and we, of course, our performer <laughs> of the game, as presented by Hercules Tire, uh, would be... Well, let's give a couple uh, honorable mention shout-outs first. Uh, uh, Jovan Santos Knox gets 10 tackles, so he breaks the 100-yard marker. Um, Julian Hauser was made an impact in many different ways. His stat line was three tackles, one sack, and one interception. Uh, also caused another interception. Tim White, of course, ends up with a six-catch, 106-yard game. Those two big, big contested catches at the end. Uh, but our player of the game is uh, is going to go to Richard Leonard with uh, nine tackles and those big two interceptions in the first half, one for a score. Uh, so he, he's going to get the nod, but a lot of a lot of, uh, a lot of oh, Seth Small too. Well, My mistake. Course, Seth yeah. Small four for four. So another uh, another. And Let's Dane go. Evans. Dane Evans, for sure, in the second half, absolutely, when he got the ball. And speaking of Dane Evans, let's go down to the locker room and connect with Dane Evans. Yeah, this exclusive post-game interview is presented by Access Storage. Dane, when you got the football, congratulations on the victory. That one's got to be sweet. I know you talked about it, and you stood on the podium and said, you know, I've had some tough games against Calgary. In fact, some tough games, including the Grey Cup in, uh, at McMahon Stadium. But uh, you guys found a way to get it done. And this one has to be as sweet as... Hello? <laughs> I think it dropped. I think it dropped. Going to me and I think it dropped. Oh, Hello? there you go. Hey, Dane. I think we got oh, you back. Yeah, we got you back there, Dane. Yeah. I okay. Yes. I, I, just I don't know what you said. I don't know what you said. It was a sweet ass, but whatever it was, double it because that was freaking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that was man. That was a that was a hell of a game. And I heard I came on when y'all were talking about who should be player of the game, and I don't know if you can give it to the whole team because that was a total team win. But I definitely second Richard Leonard being player of the game, man. That dude. He sparked the offense. I'll tell you that right now. Well said, buddy. And uh, what what a wild what a wild game where you where you only have uh, a handful of plays in the first half. It just get totally dominated in yards. Yet yet those big turnovers keep you in the game, and you find a way to totally turn it around uh, and, and and put some numbers up in the second half. Just what happened at halftime there to kind of change the outlook of the game? Uh I mean, I think the second quarter finally ended, so we got the chance to get the ball back, right? Like, <laughs> Calgary, Calgary did a fantastic job of holding the ball. Um, obviously, that was some of their game plan, um, and they did a great job executing it. it and you, you're exactly right. It was just the turnovers that we forced as a defense um, allowed us to stay in it, and uh, we, we knew we just needed to get the ball, man. It was like playing a triple option team almost, and we knew once we could get the ball that we were going to go do something with it. So, um, yeah, the biggest thing was the freaking quarter finally ended and we were able to get the ball in the opening kickoff. Dane, as you uh, as you went off the field after you guys didn't convert that, that third and short, you saw Calgary put up more points, and then you, you, you saw your return team take the field. You're doing the math. You're thinking, how many seconds do I have? And let's see this return. What was what was going through your mind when you saw Lawrence Woods getting <laughs> consecutive first downs that you weren't going to have to go out there yeah. and, and gain? Dude, huge, man. He, he, I can't make this up. He told us on the sideline he's going to get us past midfield. Um, <laughs> and he sure as hell, I mean, he got us right to midfield. So he for sure did his job and everybody covering on the team and blocking for him. 
Um, and that, that makes it so much easier, especially when there was just around a minute. Um, now you're not in so much of a panic, you know what I mean? So, um, and then, then it just came down to the players making plays, man. I mean, I was just the guy throwing it. The line was blocking their ass off. Um, the guys made plays. Tim was for sure double covered on that D one, but you got to, I mean, he's a special player, man. So, um, you got to give your guys a chance in that situation. It becomes players, not plays at that point. Hey, Dane, it's RJ. It was a five point lead with 53 seconds to go when you, you got that ball back. What was going through your head? Did you, did you say anything? Did anyone say anything? What, what, when you went on the field with the offense, you knew you needed a touchdown. Just take us through your thought process. We just said we got to score. That's it. I mean, five points, that's what you, when you're a little kid playing in the backyard. It's what you dream of, getting to go down and all you need is a touchdown, and it's over. And uh, we we had there was nobody in the huddle that thought we weren't going to score. Um, it, it was probably, honestly, the best thing for us because we knew we couldn't be afforded a field goal. Um, and we just had to go do it, man, and we did it. And it was just a really special moment. And I think, uh, I think, I think there's some good things right now, so I'm ready to go again for next week. And I think that's important to remember that the job is still not done. But I'm telling you, this team and yourself, your offense, the confidence level must be the highest it's been all season long. Yeah, I mean, I would say so. But I don't think it's from a lack of uh, preparation or, or knowing what we can do. Um, not not really anybody else of us on offense is going to be like the Chirpers and, and the Ra Ra guys. So. I think we have a pretty good, quiet confidence, and we know what we can do. And tonight, we did it when we finally got the ball. Um, but I think I think our defense really kept us in this game, man. By the way they played the first half, they were on the field a lot, and they, they forced turnovers, obviously, but they had some really key tackles in the open field, too. And uh, this was a complete team win, man. Any way you slice it, um, it was a team win. Dane Evans, get back with the boys. I know this one's going to be a fun one to enjoy. Probably one of the more fun plane ride uh, rides home you've had in a, in a long, long time. Enjoy. It's going to be a great one. Thanks, guys. Great talking to you. Exclusive post-game interview. That's with Dane Evans. It's presented by Access Storage. Folks, next Friday night is the last home game of the regular season, and it's also fan appreciation night. Enter the stadium before 6.30, and you will have a shot at a 2023 Great Cup Festival package. That includes a pair of tickets to the Great Cup game at Tim Hortons Field. Tie Cats and Red Blacks next Friday night. The Hammer game returns. Andy Fantuz, Luke Tasker, RJ Broadhead. This has been a fun one. Uh, I I don't know how we all thought about it. I, Rob Hitchcock said there was a 13-point spread for the Tiger Cats, so <laughs> he had it nailed. That one was his fun one. Hamilton Tiger Cats win at McMahon Stadium. The curse is over. 35-32 is the final score. For all the hands that put this broadcast together, Tiger Town, we'll see you next Friday. Enjoy your week.